episode five. Today we talk about great Olympic moments, spy lizards, Pigzilla, and you won't want to miss our conversation with Ashley Zock about theater, life in Texas, and so much more. This is Ted and Tanner do a podcast. To it. I did beat you to it. How are you, man? I'm, I'm good. I'm a little tired. I know, but I'm gonna work through it. We're waking up. We're waking up. It's, you know, it's Friday. Friday is both our days off because working in a church, we both mm-hmm. work Sundays. And I don't know, man. There's something about this morning. I kind of got going slow. Had Rudy's for lunch, which might actually that might be the issue right now. That is. Pro- what'd you have? Uh, I'm, I'm a. When I go to Rudy's, I'm gonna get a little bit of brisket and usually a, a little bit of. Uh, um, spicy, their spicy jalapeno sausage. Yes, please. So, um, you know, had that, and I think I might just be hitting, like, the nap zone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Well, it's also 2.30 on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. yeah this is the usually, worst time to do a podcast. We usually record in the mornings. Yeah. We're both, and speaking of recording in the mornings, mm-hmm. we're both kind of early creative guys, right? Yeah. I mean, we are get our good stuff out in the mornings, mm-hmm. which is why for Lent, which is for us a season in the church here yeah. where... It walks us up to Easter, and it's it's a time for us to slow down and take a look at our lives and how terrible we are and how good Jesus is in spite of that. It's real easy for us to do those things. We're really good at looking at ourselves and Mm -hmm. saying, we are the worst. I just put a mirror back in our bathroom, and so every morning I wake up and go, who's that fat guy? (laughs) It's me. Um, It's Jess. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that fat guy? (laughs) It's Jess. (laughs) Um, No, Uh, so... uh, but so for Lent, people mm-hmm. often give things up, and that's supposed to be this process of, of like um, fasting and things like that. But there's something also to say, uh, and I'll try not to get too preachy here, that mm-hmm. uh, for us in, in our belief as Christians, that uh, God is is recreating us. Yeah. That you know the creation and then sin kind of breaks that, and so, um, but he, he's he's seeking to make us back to what we were originally supposed to be, and so Tanner. In that, you've kind of set in front of you something that you've prayed about and said, hey, this is what I want to do to kind of recreate. So what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. Well, so for – and this is something I struggle with every time that – every every year when Lent comes around. I don't want it to be about me, but I want to either give mm-hmm. something up um, that's going to help me focus, remember, or reflect in, in, in some way. And so for this, this season of Lent, I've decided that I'm just going to wake up at 5.30 every morning. And so for some of you, that might be like nice. late – in the, in the morning, but I've been waking up at six thirty, seven o'clock most days, and I've just been s- now, slow. When you when you wake up and you say, I'm waking up later, um, do you say, is that, like, do you wake up and then you go, hey, I, I'm awake, but I'm fooling around on my phone in bed? Because that's an issue I run into sometimes is, like, I wake up and then I sit there for what I think is 15 minutes, and really it's an hour of just, like, yeah. oh, I'm checking Facebook. I'm um, yeah, I have read many of blog posts and I've written a couple of them about You're like why I should leaders like why I should not look at my phone until a certain time. Yeah. And so I actually feel guilty when I look at my phone before nine o'clock. Now there are some times really? where, where I will uh, and during the season of Lent like I've decided to write a poem every single day and post it. Yeah. yeah. So I'll pick up my phone I'll post it and then I'll put it back down and I won't I won't and when I say look at my phone I'll send out text messages if I need mm-hmm. to but I won't hop I'll I'll do my my I'll do my best not to look on, tw- on Twitter not to get on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook yeah, yeah. until later on the day because once I look at it 
my my focus has shifted. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, when yeah. and it just it, it kind of ru- it, it ruins my day. Yeah. I, I I love social media. I think it's a great well, it's a great thing. It's but but it is it's it's become a thing, and I've noticed too. And this is like, I think we all have little ticks we do, right? Mm-hmm. So when I pull out my phone and I forget why I pulled it out, I'll this is literally what I do: Facebook, no; Gmail, no; Twitter, no. Like mm-hmm. that, it li- and literally, it's those three things: like yeah. Facebook, no; Gmail, no; Twitter. Yeah. And I'm trying it's to remember. It's like it's an addiction. I'm pulling out a cigarette, man. Well, and and here's you know part of my thing too is like, I love story. Yeah. To the point where like my mom used to give me a hard time because she's like we'd we'd come home and we'd find you watching. Uh, you know, a cooking show. And so for me, I like TV and I like all that stuff, but I like it because of the storytelling. I like the background. I like how things work in it. You know, I'm the guy that buys the collector's edition because I want to see how it was made. But what I found is it's so easy for me, not only in the morning, Mm -hmm. but at night to just turn on Netflix. Yeah. And that actually... I was sharing with you earlier, I, I've had some trouble sleeping the past couple nights, and I, I just think it's, you know, a little bit of a slump, you know, nothing huge, right. but, like, I am striving to get better at plugging my phone in mm. and just setting it, you know, we have bedside tables, and I just, I'm just trying to plug it in, set it on the floor. Yeah. Get this, get this I, thing away from me. I want to watch Netflix. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, catch up on a show or something, and I'm trying to be better at saying, okay, if Chelsea's going to bed and I want to watch a show, I'm going to stay downstairs mm-hmm. and watch it. If I fall asleep during it, I'll turn it off, I'll walk upstairs. Because the problem is, I'll put in headphones to watch it in bed. Oh, yeah. And so then I'm watching it, and then it wakes me back up. So l- let me bring yeah. that background. Well, yeah, no, so let me tell you about that. Like creative for yeah. you. Okay, you know, well, Sarah and I have this rule, or at least we try to have this rule where there's no phones in bed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's hard. Because mm-hmm. we want to, like, I want to look at things. Or, like, if I'm falling asleep, I want to just, like, do something on there yeah but I, I i i don't and so i've been trying to like get rid of or put my phone across the room or somewhere else and not no, use that's it a, that's a good idea it i mean it, it takes it takes discipline but it's so important and and when i get on my phone if i because there's sometimes where i like like I, i'll open up twitter yeah and i'll close it mm-hmm. and then i'll open it back up again yeah why like yeah. if there's no why behind why like why i'm opening these things oh, yeah. why am i really doing it and yeah. is it does it really matter and what am i getting out of it so yeah. uh so yeah, I, and I thought about giving up social media for Lent, but mm-hmm. no. So we've kind of talked. You're an early morning. Early morning, yeah. And I I forget if we said it now, but like you said, five thirty to about eleven thirty. Yeah. So five thirty to about eleven thirty, eleven eleven thirty every day. Probably lunch ish. Yeah, is when I get stuff done. Yeah, that's I I try and I try and do my creative stuff mm-hmm. in the mornings, and then my more administrative relational stuff in the afternoons because for me like relational stuff I- is more of an autopilot thing yeah as opposed to like i don't have to try at it and, and that's right. not to like that's not to build me up that's just for me who mm-hmm. i am i think we all have things that we can turn on autopilot and then there are things that we have to like it's like working out a muscle right right and so for me relationship stuff i try and do that more in the afternoons because um it's more of an autopilot whereas my creative right. stuff is in the mornings so, and I'm much more, in, maybe I'm never enjoyable, but I'm much more enjoyable in the afternoon, yeah. like in the morning. I'm not, and I say like, I'm not, a, I think I am a morning person, but mm-hmm. that's, that's like time for me to get the stuff that I need to get done. And yeah. if I don't, if I don't take that time for myself to do those things, mm-hmm. then it's going to bother me when I'm meeting up with people in the afternoons. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't, it's you. just learning. It's like 
learning more about who I am and then taking care of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing for, uh, for the season of Lent. It's, well, been, it's been good so far. And this, the, the last week has been great cause there's always Olympics on. Yeah. I mean, just nonstop. Yeah. Nothing but it. I do love the Olympics. I have been avoiding figure skating like the plague, but everything else has been going. Yeah. Figure skating is great. I don't want to watch it. Yeah, and, and that's that's um I mean, they are the villains of sport, but um I I am really impressed by figure skating. Um a guy pulled a quadruple Lutz for the first time, but I'd much rather hear about a fourteen forty McTwist. Um, Please. And and I will give you like I am never going to. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I will. I, I don't. I'll make fun of people for watching figure skating, but I. I also at the same time don't begrudge that to them. Right. Like I think right. if you like it, you like it. For me, it's like. I. I just. Mm-hmm. I watched it growing up because my mom, and my sister did, yeah. and now I can make a decision. Yeah. And not for me. Not my yep. thing. Yep. Yeah. Not my thing. Yeah. Speaking about things, do you know that things happen on a weekly basis? We call it the news. The news. So, Tanner, throw us down a Real Talk jingle. Ready, go. Real Talk. Oh, there it is. It's Real Talk. I like it. We're doing some Real Talk. But we missed a really important part of the show. We didn't talk about how this is our one-month anniversary, Ted. Oh, my gosh. I skipped it. It is our one-month anniversary. It's our one-month podcast anniversary. Our month-aversary. Month-aversary. So, happy anniversary. I... From the bottom, top, and middle of my heart, I have never been so happy in my life. I know, right? This podcast. I mean, we, t- I mean, we say it every week, but I love doing the podcast. Yeah. It's its fun for us, and we've kind of been sharing with folks. It's fun because it's something in our life that doesn't have to succeed. Mm-hmm. Everything else we do, like, has a, a purpose behind it, and this is just fun. And, there, and, like, the purpose behind this is becoming a thing. But it's also been great. Like, we've gotten to – I've gotten to meet a lot of new people who said, hey, I know you. And yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, yeah, real talk. Anyways, but no, no, but a month anniversary, I think that's good. That's I think. Well, and, and here's the thing. I, whenever I've thought about blogs, podcasts, you know, all of those things, my biggest thing is I think the issue is quality is a, a real thing that you got to work on. Yeah. But really, the issue is consistency. Yep. That if you say I'm going to do a podcast, and you commit to saying I'm going to do a weekly podcast, mm-hmm. now you could commit to a month, you could commit to a year, mm-hmm. or anywhere in between. Yeah. But when you start, if you want success, you've got to commit and say, yeah. hell or high water, mm-hmm. we're going to do this weekly. Yeah. A- and Tanner and I, that's kind of our discussion right now is we want to do it weekly. But we're deciding, okay, what's what's a full whatever yeah. season, mm-hmm. casting, whatever it is. Yeah. What's that look like for us? And there are sacrifices in a part of all this because, I mean, your schedule is crazy. Drive all the way from Georgetown. To your apartment in North Austin. For folks who don't know what that's like, it's like a 25-minute drive. That's really far. Yeah. But this, is the, this is the first time you've come here. And I got barbecue <laughs> on the way, so. <laughs> so you're welcome. What but do you mean the first? I've been here before. This is your second time here. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but it's we, we have to make sacrifice. You know, finding the time to do it, scheduling. Well, yeah, you're out of town. Off. I'm out of town. Yeah. Uh, and then we're, you know, we're married and we're working at church, so we got a lot of things mm-hmm. going on. But it's been a great month. Let's hop into some real talk. Real huh? talk. Real talk. So, brand new movie coming your way in five years. I'm calling it. Okay. Spy Lizards. Spy Lizards. <laughs> now, they're so, not, not Spy Kids. Spy Lizards. Spy Lizards. So, 
Uh, this is a- and Chandler and I both went off the Huffington Post this week. No Huffington Post. So we didn't look up Huffington Post because weird they news. refused to sponsor us. Yep. Um, but so Iran uh, is worried that the U.S. and its Western allies is using lizards and chameleons. Chameleons. Um, chameleonaire. Chameleonaire. Yep, that's it. <laughs> lizards. Yeah, yeah, lizards and chameleonaire. <laughs> the rapper from two thousand and literally nine riding dirty <laughs> just throughout their entire. He, Yo, I ran. <laughs> he was he was riding dirty, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, not literally was. I mean, the song he did was yeah, riding yeah, dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not uh, he probably was riding dirty as well. Anyways, but so chameleons and um, certain types of lizards that they're saying uh, these Western agencies are bringing in you know, sneaking in with aid workers and stuff that the, and, and literally the phrasing is they attract atomic waves. <laughs> and I don't know, like it, the issue is that the article is only like four paragraphs long and this defense guy from Iran doesn't explain how it works. He just says, well, they'll bring him in the country and they, they attract atomic waves. Like, so so they're spying on like the nuclear program there and their uranium mines, but like, I d- he doesn't give an explanation of how. And see, in my head, I was thinking like, <laughs> they the CIA had just parked on the border and just opened up like shipping crates full of lizards and chameleons. Go get them, boys! With cameras <laughs> strapped to their backs yeah, yeah. and just sent them out. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's what it'll look like in the movie. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. What yeah, a weird so news story. I know it's just strange, and but he has assured everyone it has never worked. His exact words here were, um, "Nope, <laughs> yeah, lol." Yeah. Uh, let's Tr- see. They possessed lizards and chameleons whose skin attracted atomic waves. He said, adding that the foreigners were nuclear spies who wanted information on Tehran's uranium mines and atomic activities. Fruzabadi also said. Western spy agencies had failed every time. So somehow he knows about the lizards and also knows they don't work. Zero percent success rate. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, well let's move on to your picture this. Picturing. In five years. Hit it. You'll see mm. this movie. I'm waiting. It's gonna it, it, it starts it starts with, with Godzilla. Yep. And all you see him is shaking. And his mm-hmm. his leg, he's trying to kick something off it, and you pan down, and you see, what is it? What is it, Tanner? It's a wild boar what? named Pigzilla. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah. So this week I was on uh, I was on the Facebook and uh, the Facebook, Facebook twenty four hour website. Uh, check it out. Right. Uh, Tell me more. <laughs> It's this uh, new startup. It's have you heard of MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the no top eight. <laughs> <laughs> Can I put my music? On Revolutionary. There? Uh, so I was on I was on Facebook and and there was like this headline that said uh, gigantic wild boar. I was like, well, you got to click on that. I'm like that that's clickbait right there. Right. Uh, and so I click on it and there was this video that surfaced of this gigantic wild boar rummaging through a dumpster outside of a school in Hong Kong. That's Can you imagine like being a student and you look out your window? You're like, oh my gosh! I mean, is that a wild boar? Basically, started the Game of Thrones. Yeah. So I mean, kills Robert Baratheon. Pretty much. So we know how intense wild boars are. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's. It's I mean, basically, it's a feral hog. Right. That has grown in size. Yeah. And And has come to take over the world. Right. And I've seen like pictures. So this imagine a full size dumpster, 
and the pig is on its hind legs rummaging through the dumpster yeah. with its snout. Like, it, it's, it's high massive. enough that it comes up and it can bend into massive a couple hundred can, pounds. Can easily. you imagine just like driving down the road? You turn, you look to your side, and there's just this there's pigzilla. Well, it's one of those things that you think you're hallucinating until you slow yeah. down long enough to go, oh, there it is. Oh, woof. Well, so yeah. Tanner, let's imagine this is you. You drive into your apartment Wait, complex. Am I the pigzilla? Am I pigzilla? Yes, you're pigzilla. Okay. No. <laughs> so you you drive into your apartment complex, turn a corner yeah. at the dumpsters. There's Pigzilla. What do you do? Well, I was, you know, that's a great question. I was, I'm from Florida. Have I ever mentioned that on the podcast before? Wait, no, I'm are just you trying, from Florida? I'm just trying to say, like, What's I, your have favorite s- basketball team? I have seen some things, you know? Yeah. Have you? I mean, we could do we, – we've thought about doing a, a head – like a, a just a real talk all about Florida news, and we could be here all day talking about this. Mm-hmm. Every week there's something that comes out. So, I got, I, you know, I've seen some stuff growing up, but I never would have thought that I would see Pigzilla. And yeah. if, you, if I see that, like, I might be living, leaving a stain on my seat. Because that is terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. I don't know. I would never want to Would never want to come across it. Never want to see Pigzilla. Can't imagine. Well, but, I mean, but what would you do? What would I do? It, you're in I'm your getting car. my phone out, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking a picture. Yeah. Yeah, because you're not going to believe this. So The okay. video online of the Pigzilla is like seven seconds long. Yeah. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah. You don't have that much storage? Delete a picture of yeah. your tacos. Right. Right. Hong Kong tacos. I want to see a full video of this. 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 So, pig. would you call the apartment complex, or would you call the police or animal control? I'm probably calling my friends first. Yeah. True. Saying, guys, you got to get over here. There's see, this I massive think, pig. I think pig this size, you're gonna need a tank. Yeah. And yeah. then I'm calling up Rudy's, yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying, like, hey guys, I got your next deal listen, right here. I'm gonna take this out. Yeah. I need you to stoke them fires. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, it'd be it'd be something. Yeah. But Pigzilla. So, I mean, it's happening in Hong Kong. So. Uh, prayers up for Hong Kong because yeah. you just don't know how many more of those are <laughs> don't know how many more pigzillas are out there. Well, hey, and so here's something else. Tanner and I, we always find these um, these real talk stories. But if you ever have a real talk story that you want us to really talk about, tweet it at us, email it to us. I love that. We have not gotten a single email from everyone. Yeah. And we have 35 followers on Twitter. So yeah. I mean, I you guys mean, are blowing it up on Instagram and uh, <laughs> Facebook. It's, it's so funny to me. Anytime I get like some pride about where we're going. I go to look at Twitter and see how many followers we have, and I go, oh. Oh, so nobody. That's you not downer on you guys. Like You and I, we we are fans of Twitter. I think that's how we met. Was it? Did we follow each other on Twitter before we even met? I don't know. Well, anyways, it happened like right after we met. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if a lot of people use Twitter anymore. Yeah, but Twitter's, I, I don't know. This is a debate for another day, but. I love the Twitter. Yeah, it's true. What's your, f- like, okay, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What are your okay? Your so this is this is gonna be a deep. Not dive. Snapchat because Snapchat's from Snapchat's Satan. Snapchat's dumb. Yeah. Um, Tanner and I are about to go because we have social media theories and stuff. Um, my favorite is Twitter. I think Instagram as a storytelling platform is the best. Mm-hmm. But I get my best reaction on Facebook. Yep. And that really frustrates me. Mm-hmm. Which is foolish, but it's like so I'm. I watch the Olympics. I, I tweet about it. I post about it. Um, this year, I feel like I've I've held back a little bit, trying to do. You're doing great. Quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Even though every tweet I make is hilarious. <laughs> um, even though I'm the funniest person you've yeah, ever met. Exactly. Have you met me? Yeah. Start laughing. <laughs> um. So, but but it, it, it's kind of frustrating for me because I would prefer to just do straight Twitter and have big engagement there. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the most connection I get is Facebook. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, well, and yeah. I think 
Facebook is the OG, right? Oh yeah. I mean, like, because we're just gonna di- we're just gonna dismiss MySpace that quickly. I, it tried. Yeah. But what Facebook did was it became the original brand. Right. And right. um, I mean, I remember when you had to have a .edu address to be on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like you had to be in college, or you had to be invited by somebody, right? Right. Yeah. And then the other deal was, um, I remember when it was literally just your wall and your profile mm-hmm. picture. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't, you couldn't post photos, you couldn't do anything else. It was literally just your name, your face, and your wall. Yes. And then I it was minimalist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then they added minimalist. photos, and they added videos, and then the big one I remember that everyone was upset about was when they let everyone on. Yes. And it's like, what do you mean my little brother? It's like letting lizards out of the cage, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, I remember that. I can, I still can remember when they would do updates and people would just freak out. And then like the next day they'd be like, do you actually remember what it looked like? Well, and it was like people would start like every time there was a petition, you know, change Facebook back. Turn it back. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I don't like now is the algorithm of what's on my timeline. I'd prefer just a straight. I want chronological order. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think everyone does. Yeah. But we all learned our lesson. But we're not making money, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so if you ever have a real talk thing that you want Tanner and I to discuss, um, tweet it at us, at Ted and Tanner Pod. Yeah. Facebook slash at Ted and Tanner Pod. Email. Yeah. And my phone number is. Look at the time. Look at the time. Music break. All right, Tanner, so this week... We've got our friend Ashley with us. Yes. And let's talk about theater. Word. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Ashley Hey. Ashley and I go way back. We've fourth grade we've known each other since. Oh man. It feels fourth grade maybe for me. Yeah. So I, that would have been like second I mean, or third. It's like a, a significant portion of our lives. Yeah, I'd say a majority. I know too much, honestly. Yeah, I, fair. Fair. That's why I mean, we have the mute button. That's very true. Ready on your mic. Um, and Ashley and I almost go really <laughs> far back, except for we don't. Except we don't like, at all. <laughs> except for the, the <laughs> opposite of we that. We don't. Yeah. We've talked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know each other's faces. We're on Facebook. Fr- we're Facebook friends. We are, which is significant today. <laughs> I guess that's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's more than MySpace. Uh, oh, top eight. Less Never than forget. LinkedIn. I know, Who right? Who y'all's top eight? Did you have people or did you? I did have people. Were you in it was top eight? Uh, oh. Yeah, I was. You guys were top eight. For, oh, we were top oh, yeah. eight. That's how severe. Like on each other's, I think. Yeah, it was like a thing. Like if it you really weren't was. on someone's top eight, you get a text. Could we even text him? I don't know. It costs money. You get a the, phone so call, and they're like, "Um," or an AIM. AOL. I, s- I switched to unlimited texting <laughs> when I started dating Chelsea, because I paid a two hundred dollar texting bill. I feel really in college old at when one point. I know, right? How insane is that? <sighs> so, so actually, yes. Um, <laughs> you met Tanner a little while back. You I know did. mean for a while. Mm-hmm. Um. So give us give us a little bit of bio about yourself. Oh, um, just uh, what do you do? Um, what's your family life? And then we'll we'll start asking you some questions about the theater. The theater. Uh, wow, my bio, eh? Um, so, gosh, which part of my life are we going? Okay, I'll, I'll quiz you. Let's start off. We're gonna do you, rapid fire. There's a lot of who you a lot of who you life. married to. 
His name is John Zach. Johnny Z. Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Except he's not a rapper. He's or the black. exact opposite of, of Jay Z. Yeah. The if you imagine Jay-Z. the guy who is the antithesis of Jay Z married to Beyonce, that is my husband. Oh, that's actually a, yeah. a pretty good understanding. Yeah. And I mean that very lovingly. Oh, oh yeah. He, he'd yeah, take it. I mean, good company. Good company. Yeah. For sure. So, married to John, and yes. uh, you guys live here in the North Austin area. And we do. What do you do for a living? What do I do for a living? I have been a teacher. Let me rephrase that. What don't you do for a living? <laughs> That's probably a better question, honestly. You are a lot like Beyonce. I am. You know what? I use all my hours of the day. She got a hot sauce in her bag. I do. Swag. <laughs> um, I, I'm from Houston, too, so let's just keep adding to this yeah. Beyonce analogy. That's with right. Me. I really enjoy this. I teach theater. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a teacher for almost eight years, so I've taught theater technical theater which, which is what you're doing right now which right is what I'm doing right now which mm-hmm. is honestly hilarious because Cause it's, it's theater with power saws it's theater with power saws nice and i convince children how to use them and that i know what i'm talking about super great <laughs> um, it. yeah i've also taught um literature and um that's super fun too just theater before it happens mm-hmm. basically uh i also perform at a little um Theater up in the uh, Georgetown area, Boston. We actually just won Best Theater at the Austin area. I was going to say, I think, I mean, the palace wins quite a few. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's community theater, but it's like. But it's like not. It's 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 borderline. Yeah. I mean, you still get people who can come in and try out Mm -hmm. to have fun. But then, yeah. But you're also. Pulling some serious professional talent. I've I've seen a couple things that, that you've been in, and I mean, I was. I was surprised at how good the quality was. Well, thanks. Not about you. I've seen you act quite a bit, but I mean the still surprised. Well, but I mean when you still shocked. (laughs) But like when you roll into like little on the square community theater, like I think of um, oh gosh, there there's some huh line line Line. yeah, just like looking you know waving like um, but no the the palace is is really pretty impressive. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So I, when I first moved here, I did not find a job mm-hmm. off the bat. So I, <laughs> I think we came to visit you and Chelsea actually. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of rolled in. I was like, sup, Hey, uh, job. And they actually gave me a job, um, working at a, the summer camp all summer. So I was directing kids and I've been doing that really since we moved here about three, three years, years ago. Yeah. So I've been teaching kids during the summer, but also during the year I would I would teach productions or teach classes and mm-hmm. teach dance classes. And then I've also been performing there a lot. Yeah. And then also in other places in the Austin area. When I was in Houston, I was doing a lot of, um, I was doing regional theater, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Um, so yeah, I do a ton of that. And then so hilariously, those are I coach cheerleading Okay, yeah, that's I wanted to make <laughs> sure that came in. Uh, you What's your favorite cheer? Oh God, I don't even know. Okay, <laughs> least favorite cheer. Least favorite cheer. The ones where they sound like they're singing them. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, ah, da, 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 like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm like, stop first it. First of all, that's like, not on pitch. Second of all, <laughs> stop. Well, it just sounds, yeah, it just, it's bonkers. And what's, what's great. really funny to me is having known you for a long time mm-hmm. and knowing like <laughs> cheerleading in your life, which was middle school. Uh yeah, I still exactly. think it's, <laughs> that's the I, point. like I think the inside joke for me personally is like how much you are the anti cheerleader running so cheerleading. True. But I think that's I think you've and built some great relationships too. with the I kids. Did. No, and, I love them. Um, 
I do. And you also sing for River City Pops, is that I it? I do. Oh, yeah. God. Ooh. Yeah, I You do, do everything. Yeah. No. Your resume is stacked. I, it's stacked. Uh, or I just don't know how to say no to things. And Ash has got whining. a severe FOMO Yeah, I thing. do. Oh, it's real bad. Which, Which is like, why you easily said yes to the podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I don't mm-hmm. want to Yeah, so really, we could bring her on to this podcast full time. And All I would time. say, and she's like, Oh, yeah, of course. All we'd have to say is like, <laughs> And she's bringing donuts a hair every time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard. Yes. So no, John Zock okay, will buy the donuts. Let's yeah, go yeah. back to the cheerleading thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bring, bring like it back this, around. Like bring it. Okay, let's let's connect cheerleading. You're an actress too, right? I am. So, like, do you like see like coaching cheerleading as like a role? Yes, and you're like, absolutely. I do. You, oh, it's kind of like an alter ego. Is it really? I've never connected that. That's brilliant. Yes. Because I'm sh- I, I I'm not an actor. Mm-hmm. I make up a lot of stuff as I go, so mm-hmm. I'm more, more of an improv kind of guy. Yeah, you know? that's it's fair. I had to explain yes and to him the other day. Oh, yeah, yes. and so, um, yes and. which is we've we've been working on yep. that too in our yes. in our yeah, podcast. Just unknowingly, we just kind of do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you're doing uh, it right now. <laughs> the theater yeah. So you yeah. like now. this is a role for you? Cheer, coaching cheerleading is just like yeah. I got casted as a yeah. <laughs> as a cheerleading coach. That's what, like when I talk about, it, I do feel like it's like this weird show that I'm working. I'm like, yeah, I teach theater and I coach cheerleading, and most of my friends are like sorry hold mm-hmm. that i'm like yeah so like um the good news is i was an athlete for a majority of my life so mm-hmm. at least i can yeah like, ashley's family is one of the most athletic families i know yeah man they're so annoying they're so good at everything it's yeah i want to have tom on the podcast oh that's a whole oh my Tom's gosh father we should her, just we are that. so glad you're on the Thank podcast you. right yeah. now but Ted's her dad my dad oh my gosh it would just we would just step back and let him tell stories anyways yeah so okay, so that's kind of a role for you. Right now, uh, a twofold question. Mm-hmm. One, how how did you start? Like, where where did you pick up the bug? And then number two, I know for coaching, cheerleading, or no, acting? no, for yeah. acting. <laughs> okay, we're, great. I was we're like, moving. We gotta move on. There's there is Beautiful. no bug. Don't worry, I'm coming um, back to cheerleading later. I'm not yeah, letting this Tanner, one die. Tanner, I do have a story that is worth telling later, but I'll, I'll get there. So, okay, so how did you get into theater? Okay. But then number two, I want to hear a little bit about because you were a is it a theater education major? Mm-hmm. Is that what it was yeah. at UT? Yeah. I saw a couple of your shows during that period of time. And Into the Woods, I saw you do. Oh, uh, yeah. It was a little red. That was fun. Um, tiny little black box theater. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So, how did you how did you catch on? How did it okay. become something for you? And then tell us a little bit about the process of getting that degree. Okay. So, um, like I said, a majority of my life, I, I did a lot of sports. Um, and so, I feel like... I like softball actually was probably the the longest thing I ever did for like 12 years. You played till sophomore year? Junior year. Junior year. Yeah, that's the and so my mother, I have to talk about my mother cuz she's actually Dana. the reason why Dana. Ma, if you're listening, shout out to you. She'll be really excited. Hi Dana. She will be. Tanner, nice Hi, to Dana. meet you. <laughs> this is this is how Dana greets me every time I I'm home and I see her. Dana! So we have to have her like, on the podcast. Oh, 100%. Except you need to turn down her mic but Yeah. Eight. Yeah. She uh yeah, so my mom's a trained opera singer actually. Um and she She got skill. Yeah, she's but she was a choir director for a very long time. So when growing up, I was literally just like if I wasn't at home or going to a game, I was probably in the choir room with my mom after school. And so um yeah, she she was a performer, so I feel like out of the four kids, I'm the oldest of four. I'm really the only one who not that I'm the only one who can do it because they're all super talent, musically mm-hmm. talented too, but um, I'm the only one who really kind of took the initiative. So I was in choir for most of my life. Mm-hmm. I sang a lot. And then I got to my junior year of high school and I have a friend of mine, I think it was Bryson Downham. 
Bryson, yeah. if you're listening, mm-hmm. this is for you. I haven't talked in a long time, but hey, what's up? Um, he, they were doing a musical, and we didn't do a lot of musicals. And the musical happened to be the lovely 80s classic. Gotta cut foot loose. Foot loose. Foot loose. And y'all, I'm going to tell you what. Sunday so, shoes. I'm going to tell you something about foot loose. Foot loose is the most ridiculous thing, but it was actually the the most fun I, I think I've had in a long like, so it was so are fun. you saying the actual musical is ridiculous or just like the, I mean that, the story is that, like so silly that actual put putting on the that show of well, it well the actual per- I, I had never considered like I've always loved being on stage and I'm actually believe it or not naturally as a kid I was more of an introvert <laughs> yeah, that's funny now but now you play the role of an extrovert right yeah, yeah absolutely but I was definitely more introverted and so like getting on stage I will never forget they um, he told me an audition he's like you should just do it you know, you should do it before you leave high school. I'm like, mm, okay. So I had never auditioned before, and you had to pick a monologue. So, of course, me being me, I was like, I'm going to do the dude monologue. Hashtag feminism or yes. whatever. <laughs> I was like little 17-year-old Ashley. Down with the patriarchy. Did you, yeah. have, a, did you have a beret? Okay. Oh, True story about a beret. Yes. In first grade, my parents still talk about this. I wore a raspberry beret. Shout out to Prince. R.I.P. First day of school, and I was so adamant about this beret, and I had like a turtleneck on, and I remember wearing that outfit several times in my my little first grade life. That's awesome. So to answer, we're getting any pics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pics or it didn't happen. Pics or it didn't happen. <laughs> Calling Dana after this. Um, yeah, so I get up on stage, and they uh, they're like, okay, do your monologue, which is if you don't know what that means, like you stand, you basically tell a story by yourself, like when a person, mm-hmm. one person's talking for a long time. Um, so I get up there, and everyone's doing their monologue, and they're staying in place which at the time I had no idea that's what you're supposed to do, just like stand in one place and, and deliver your monologue. So I think, nah, I'm going to be different. So I start in front of in front of like eight kids. I'm doing the monologue, but I'm like walking up and down the stage, stage left to stage right, just like prancing, like I'm doing some, like I'm preaching. I'm like, what am I doing? And ironically, it was the preacher, the dad's monologue. Nice. So <laughs> nice. It's like, what is my life? But yeah, and then we sang. And then I ended up getting a lead, which... You didn't end up getting a lead. You end up getting the lead, the lead female part. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't the love interest girl. I was. I played Rusty. Rusty was the best friend. She sang "Let's Hear It for the Boy." Okay, yeah, because I, I don't remember much, but I remember going to that show. You just remember me and, and you having a solo. Was. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> I do. No, it was. At, but honestly, that was. I remember so the guy having fun. it rough. Yeah, our choir director had to sing into his ear. Yeah, it so was, it, was, it was like it was choir, the choir and the theater were working together for the yeah. first time on this yeah. show, and so they cast some of the choir kids who had acting yeah. abilities and could sing. Yeah, but then they cast this one. The lead guy was a theater kid. Bless his heart. And he sweet man could not sing. He oh. he couldn't couldn't keep couldn't keep that pitch. No, so no. our sweet choir director, Mr. Dixon, had. He, had a, he was singing into a microphone. Who's a saint of a Everyone man. Everyone cut loose <laughs> like yes. into this boy's ear. And you could see, because he had like two earpieces, which now that I think about it, it's so hilarious. So he could like hear Dixon, but also hear, the, oh man, that's too much. Anyway, that's funny. That was, that was. So that was how you got into it. Was it was how I got into it. And it was, I think theater for me was like, once I got on stage and like started actually performing, it was the first, I remember thinking like, this is the first time I feel like this is what I'm good at. Like mm-hmm. I was a good athlete. Like I could play a lot of sports. I wasn't like a great athlete, but mm-hmm. I was I was good. I'm a good singer, but it was like this is my niche and I just felt really like I felt really known. Yeah. It's like yeah, I yeah. just never felt that known before. So I kept so I started doing more and more plays and I ended up quitting some sports and I stayed in choir and so the more I did, the more I just kind of like 
I was also an avid reader growing up, which mm-hmm. I think has a lot to do with it because I think people who are performers typically are very literary. And Leaders are readers. Yeah, or they love to write, I and I too. do, and I love writing, and I love reading. I just love mm-hmm. storytelling so much, and mm-hmm. theater is this really sweet spot of getting to be that story and like get to share humanity with other people. I mean, as an 18 year old, I didn't think about that, but that's yeah. kind of what I was doing. So when I went to UT at UT Austin, um, hook them. <laughs> I, uh, I was kind of a ding, dingbat a little bit. And, and here's why. So I applied to this position or this uh, major called mm-hmm. theater studies. I don't look into it. And I'm the, my parents don't really know what's going on either. So I apply, bless them, I apply, and I think it is completely an acting-based um, major. Mm-hmm. Like, surely, right? So come to find out, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and I get in. It's and literally, I didn't, we study the architecture of theaters. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, it, but it, it's, this, it's a pretty prestigious program called Theater Studies. So it's like, it's education... Um, teaching how to how to teach theater but mm-hmm. also using theater as a lens to teach other things whether that's changing communities or like um actually teaching a core subject but it's mm-hmm. it's really like cr- what we would call like creative drama like utilizing theater and the arts so in a, a way lot to a educate. lot more theory that then yeah. leads to practice yeah, yeah. but I like mean, when i was 19 i ended up being in classrooms um like i was teaching history classes but i was teaching it with theater practices which yeah. is just really cool and that's one of the reasons i love teaching english too because it's kind of like a being a theater teacher things, in an english yeah. class yeah it's just bonkers yeah. so but i found i only found out because uh, we were doing a uil one act which is a really big thing in texas mm-hmm. where you you uh, compete with other schools in the state with a 40 minute production there's a lot of rules and so we were we were doing a workshop and the guy who was running our workshop was actually a ut professor mm-hmm. lucian douglas who actually ended up being one of my acting professors nice and he talks like this. He's really serious. And like, talk yeah. like he's a really sweet guy. Beautiful silver head. Called him Silver Fox. Mm-hmm. And I remember after after we were performing and he was giving us notes, I was like, uh, Mr. Douglas, I'm running a tea. And he's like, oh, what, what, what's your major? Miss old Nietzschek. That's my maiden name. It's really long. And I was like, oh, I'm a theater studies major. He's like, oh, you're going to be a teacher. And I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? And I didn't. Yeah. That's when it hit, hit me. Yeah, literally. It's the narrator. She pretended like she knew, but she didn't. <laughs> yeah. Like, I had no idea. So then I went home play and furiously. Cool, play it cool. Play it cool. Went on, went on our, like, Dell computer, you know. Yeah. Oh, it is education. But it actually was, like, the best mistake I've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did take a lot of acting classes in college. Um, but I also was – I just – I was meant to be a teacher of some sort, and God just knew that. Yeah, you got you got talent. Man. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, it just it was a. I think my my fine arts teachers were such a big impact to me when I was in high school that it was nice to get to be that. Um, well, and and so for you having having gone through that whole thing and now having yeah. probably ten twelve years of yeah. acting under your belt now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it um, what what's been your favorite show to be a part of? <laughs> But then, what's what's been your favorite role? Mm-hmm. Which those could be the same. They could they could be one and the same. Um, oh man, that's rough. I let's see. So when I was in college, I think so. I was part of. I have to bring this up. We were. I was part of a uh, 
basically like a student organization called Roundabout Players. Okay. And um, it's been around for a while. It was started before I went, but we, we had um, a group of us got into it and picked it up. Mm-hmm. And so what was cool about it is we would be the ones to put on productions yeah. within the uh, UT department. And, mm-hmm. and anyone in the college, like at the university uh, at large, could be part of it, which mm-hmm. was also dope. And um, we did a show called Reefer Madness, <laughs> yep, which is about exactly what you think. There, there was an old PS, PSA. Coral Reefs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Play with super dope, huh? Yeah. <laughs> super <laughs> dope. So Reefer Madness, PSA. Reef, yeah, there's a PSA back in, in like, oh gosh, I want to say like the 40s, 50s area, era. And they and they were dead. It was, it was a very serious PSA about how pot will make you um, crazy. It'll make you a rapist. It'll make you a cannibal. It'll make basically make you like scum of the earth. And yeah. so these writers, um, in the late nineties, early two thousands made it into a musical. So it's this <laughs> really dark satire. It's hilarious. If you ever see it, watch it. Alan what Cummings in it and Chris Bell's this? in it. And it's awesome. That's hilarious. So we put it on at UT cause UT. Yeah. Yeah. Pagans. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hundred percent. I will never forget. My mom came and she brought two of her friends and one of those friends was one of the other mom's mom. So if that makes sense. So like, I want you to think like little grandma. Oh, so it was little grandma. Little grandma. And then, your mom's and then her friend. daughter. And then yeah. my mom. Mm-hmm. The grandma is one who loved it the most. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. The other two are like, <laughs> That's awesome. yeah, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> Especially when I came out as a pop brownie and I'm dancing and singing about being a pop brownie. It's really. That's hilarious. Really Pictures or it didn't. Yeah. So like in, in terms of, yeah. It's, it's, shout out to Lindsay Jones. Um, it. In terms of just having fun, like that was just fun. Mm-hmm. It was a blast, mm-hmm. um, and it was with like really good friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. So I think that just had like a really sweet little place in our mm-hmm. heart. Um, but I think the mo- one of the most Im- it sounds kind of silly, but one of the I chal- most challenging shows I've ever done was a show I did last summer, Rock of Ages. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it this is a jukebox, technically a jukebox musical. It's all eighties music, so like hair, like. Yeah. All those 80s songs you want to belt out. Hero. Yeah. You, if you want to belt out, don't stop believing. This is a show for you. Right. And I had, to, I'm going to say it on the podcast anyway. So I had to learn how to pole dance. Uh, mm-hmm. And that was really hard. It was really humbling. Yeah. Because I, I had to. And so I was like, I'm sorry. You, you believe, director, that I can do this in front of 300 plus people three times mm-hmm. a week? cool so so me and some other girls we had to take classes it literally the most humbling thing (laughs) not graceful but man it was oh man it's just it was a good cast it was so much Mm -hmm. fun it was just one of the shows that when people walked out they were like happy yeah that's just really fun to be well i mean it's tom cruise was in the movie yeah yeah so i mean it's not basically if you saw the movie i was julianne huff nailed the sherry Mm -hmm. character Mm mm-hmm and but I yeah, but and I think an award for that, so that was really cool. Oh, that's right. well, Austin area. Or yeah, or? I won Broadway World's uh, Best Leading Actress in a Musical. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Was that's really cool. Also very sweet. Yeah, somebody famous in the podcast. What up? So only going <laughs> so up from here. Yeah. Only going up. What up? Five so that two? that role was yeah. really physically challenging. Does yes. that is it always? Do you feel like it's always physical, or are there like mental roles you have to get around oh, as well? I. In the last couple of years, I get a lot of physical roles. Well, you've done a lot of comedic roles lately as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I think just because, <laughs> ironically, being my age, I, I still, I'm, I'm 
uh, almost 29, I get more roles now that are younger Mm -hmm. and typically definitely like and have some physical element like a couple summer summers ago i played book brooke windham and legally blonde and i had to jump rope and sing it's like mm-hmm. what is with people thinking that can do these things well it's you, ready yeah, for you, a couch roll yeah or a cinnamon roll i, I gotta like, jump around I <laughs> exhausted like can you just let me like sit um <laughs> is there is there pole sitting yeah, <laughs> I'm like, my, yeah. <laughs> don't sign me up for running just horizontal running um <laughs> You know, yeah, but and I think like there have been mental role, like there have been roles that are, like are just more challenging. Like when I did Into the Woods, for example, like mm-hmm. even though I was a little red, like that's actually a a, a, um, a really interesting character arc. So considering like, okay, I'm playing one, I'm playing a kid, but also this yeah. is really about how how adults affect kids, and so being mm-hmm. the the one being affected by other people's decisions and like what is good and bad, like yeah, I love stuff like that too. Um, I just think recently, and no matter what, like even if it is a physical comedic role, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of people who maybe aren't actors, or even some actors would say like, well, I don't really, I can just like turn it on and not think about it, but I would argue that's lazy. That's lazy mm-hmm. acting and that's lazy storytelling because yeah. even a comedic physical role is still a that's still relatable to somebody and so yeah. for you to not put in the mental work or like the 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 actual um like breakdown of that of that human being because it is like somewhere mm-hmm. in the world like that human being slightly exists yeah I kind of think that's why I kind of think of like not just theater, but even like film, like every story, there's a person that somebody relates to because they, so, so like not putting in that work would be, um, dismissive of that, even if it is a silly story. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just a different kind of, um, mental game for that two and a half hours. And it would be for maybe a different role. So what would you encourage? So someone out there says, you know, I've always wanted to get into theater. I mean, what would be your cur- that? Just do it. Do just it. straight Nike. Well, yeah, Nike sponsors acting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. By the way, <laughs> thanks Nike. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like I have a theory, and and I, I will say I am one of those people who get a little bit of grief because I do choose to do a lot of things in my life. No. Me. I know. Well, yeah. But I, I just here's what here's wait like, you who was one time a <laughs> special brownie yeah wearing a beret yeah yikes also yeah. A, yeah, anyways yeah. jump roping yes. um yeah I I just think like you get one time in your like you get one life and mm-hmm. you might as well try to utilize everything that you've been given and mm-hmm. I was thinking about this especially because I I teach kids so a lot of kids I just hear it a lot they're so worried about their future and yeah. so and even adults but well, like I teaching hear kids. teaching high school too they're all college focused and yeah or just like i don't know what i want to do yeah. i can't i can never vote i'm like here's the deal whoever told you you are only defined by one thing which is your occupation for your whole life is this mm-hmm. that's dumb that's not true and i just so if theater or really any hobby that you're just slightly interested in there is an avenue for that somewhere mm-hmm. Bec- and so like even if, if it is performing or if it is acting and you're like, I've never done it, there are community theaters around you. Yeah. I promise that at least just, I don't know, go audition. Or yeah. And I feel somebody. like even like, even if you just want to audition for something local. Yeah. Like that's, that's actually, you know, kind of, uh, this may sound bad, like kind of the worse, the better, because then you get a chance to like 
no, like I have to succeed. Um, well, yeah, and maybe I, the worse the better isn't the right thing, but that there are people there who maybe encourage there are, there you are at lower your level. Stakes. Yeah, yeah, like you're not yeah. Maybe that's paid. that's more. It's what not I'm your saying. it's yeah. not your job, right? Well, like, like back to your first instinct of like, yeah, just do it. Yeah, it's like. Just yeah. do, well, write, the book. Yeah, write the book. Write the book. Do the thing. Do the thing. Mm-hmm. But but like really though, like I just I get sad when people, um, it's like a pet peeve when I see potential in people. And I'm like, why aren't you utilizing that? Like I don't mm-hmm. I don't understand. Um, and that's kind of the way I'm wired. I always kind of joke that I was raised by two bulldogs. They just. Uh, it's true. <laughs> that's just th- that's kind of how I was raised. They're like, do it. Like if you really believe that, then just do it. There's yeah. no reason for you not to to attempt yeah. or try. Um, but yeah, especially because I think like, you know, you kind of hear like, why does it matter? Like, why does theater matter? Like, why does, why does telling, why does music matter? Why does telling stories matter? It's Mm -hmm. like, it matters because it's, it's reflecting society and humanity. Like it it is, it is like even the silly stuff is still reflecting us as a people. And I just that's one thing I love so much about it. And mm-hmm. so when you're part of a group and you're, and you're working like with a solitary goal with a, with people and, and what's kind of awesome is when it isn't your occupation and you guys are stepping out of your everyday lives and really trying to seek to tell a, just a good story. That's really powerful. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people I perform with. Some are, we, I would call semi-professional, like they have a job. I, I mean, mm-hmm. we live in Austin, so there's a lot of people who work in the tech company, but they're performers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, you can be both. <laughs> like, yeah. You can do it. It's yeah. totally possible. That's awesome. Yeah. And art just has so much value, too. Yeah. And that's just one way to do it. You would I want to play that. a game. You would say that. I, I would say that. I want to play Art's a game incredible. as we close this as out. the guy who wrote a SpongeBob poem this week. I did. I wrote a, a poem. You know what's musical? Yeah, yeah. When I was in when I was in New York last week, it was like very underrated. That's what, like <laughs> what it set up. I think of it set up, and I was like, I believe that. <laughs> That's actually uh, one of the best compliments yeah. I think a Broadway reviewer <laughs> yeah. would say. Very underrated. It's very underrated. Okay, <laughs> That's awesome. Like there's a play I'll for SpongeBob. It. Okay, yeah. But I wrote a poem called SpongeBob Oval Pants. So yeah, nailed it. Well, anyways, I want to play a game Let's to end our time. Game. Rapid fire. I have okay. a couple of questions here. Now, are we are we all answering or just Ashley? Just Ashley. Oh gosh, come on. Well, okay. we, we can do this for us another time. Ted feels no, left we all out. gotta play. We all have to play this. Yeah, yeah. Because if it's just Ashley, like, all right, I'll ask you guys. Okay. And then, uh, and then, based on your answers, I'll tell you who wins. <laughs> <laughs> totally objective. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. Okay. Invisible roll. Uh, flip a coin. Ashley's going first. Okay. Cool. Uh, rapid fire. Okay. Favorite actor. Oh, Denzel. Ted, favorite actor. Tom Hanks with Stanley Tucci closely second. Ted favorite book. Um, Rapid Fire, Ted. No, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Ashley's favorite book. Harry Potter series. Favorite film. Jurassic Park. Ted. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Ted, favorite play. Uh, favorite play. Mm. Go to Ashley first. Crucible. I have to think about that one. Wow. <laughs> now, is that musical included in a play, or is a play just a play? A play is a play, and musical is musical. Right, right. But The Crucible um, by Arthur Miller is my favorite. Yeah, I'll go with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so good. so garbage right now. Uh, I, just, I have to think about what play Guilty like. pleasure. Okay, this one we've talked about, so you can... <laughs> guilty pleasure. You can wrap it like, in like, Okay, like, in what like spectrum of my life? Like, there's a lot. Oh, let's go movie. Like, oh, man. Ooh, guilty movie pleasure or movie. music? 
Um, I like '90s boy band. Oh yes, like Wait, all- Backstreet Boys are in sync. <sighs> yeah, don't it's like. Yeah, you got to pick one. Don't make me for that choice. Um, you know, I'm gonna go Backstreet Boys. Ooh, a little BSB. Yeah, like oh man, yeah, tearing up my heart. I've seen them. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them twice as an adult. So let's. That's okay. You know, I one time support. saw them at a jewelry store. What? Oh yeah, Florida. I forgot. About you didn't that. share this. And you said jewelry I on know. the first time. The other day, hanging out, and I tried to say the word jewelry, and I was just like, four Jewel- times. Jewelry. 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 How many syllables Ju- is that? Jewel. It's way too many. Way too but many. But I saw them at a mall in Florida. Of course They were did. like at a... Um, Weren't they doing like school shows? They were at a jewelry store. Mm-hmm. What? Weren't they doing like... I, I, I had a mall friend. shows or something? Yeah, Never yeah, came yeah. into my school. But they were like, there was this, this mob. And like, who's that? Just the Backstreet Boys. Nailed it. Ted, guilty pleasure. Star Wars fiction books. I mean, as opposed to Star Wars nonfiction <laughs> yeah, books. Yeah. But like, like oh there's, there's a whole Star Wars like universe of books. Ashley, have you ever, ever broken a leg on stage? No, I haven't. Right, you know where that comes from, right? It's yeah. chair legs. It's not human legs. Yeah. I thought it's a question on the, the, the <laughs> test. Oh, gotcha. On the test here. All right. Who would play you in a biopic? Anna Kendrick. Nice. Yeah. Uh, if you could come back from the dead, Chris Farley, <laughs> still alive, Jack Black. Yes. I yes. really thought you would say James Corden. Oh, uh, yeah, James Corden, mm. actually. No, I, I take that back. James Corden. He saying. would be honored to play you. <laughs> he would. <laughs> he I'd, would. I'd have a British accent, but <laughs> I actually dreamed last night that his show was going so badly, he hired me as his producer. <laughs> I'm back. Wow. Yeah. It was, wow. It was strange. It was a weird dream. <laughs> and then I woke up and preached at church. Yep. <laughs> yep. Same thing. <laughs> All right. Ashley, what's up? Give us your Oscar speech. You just won an award. <laughs> best costume. For best I'm kidding. Costume. No, 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 uh, no. Best actress. Best actress in Space Jam Two. Oh yeah. Honestly, you're speaking into my childhood dreams. It's right true. Now. Wow, guys. First of all, I gotta gotta thank MJ for uh, hiring me as a, as the executive producer of this of this movie. It's a really big deal. Um, I like to thank my co-stars, uh, James Gordon, actually, um, for for being um, Bugs Bunny's uh, best friend. That just really meant a lot to me. Anna, thanks for the phone call. It really got me through. Anna Kendrick, my BFF. You know, Jay-Z, not you, Jay-Z. What's up, Beyonce? Uh, my Jay-Z, you the real deal. Um, you know, you got you to gotta thank God and Jesus because that's super important. To all my little girls out there, you too can be in Space Jam number three. No. Don't play me <laughs> off. <laughs> Don't play me off. <laughs> I like how we both started doing that like at the same time. That's a good All Oscar right, bye. speech. Yeah. Peace. Ted, and then you, I dropped the mic. Ted, you just won an, Os- an Oscar. No, you don't want me to do okay. this. Ashley's was too good. It was like, really good. You don't want me to. Some of this was a good thing for me to play along with, but that that's unbeatable. It was good. It was good. I mean, I think it's, it's patient. Come on and slam. Welcome you to the jam. You want a jam. Yesterday uh, was Michael Jordan's birthday. Yeah, it was. Was he like 55? Was that the one? Yeah, I definitely I wore my Space Jam t-shirt. There's like played some, some basketball. I always wanted a Space Jam jersey. One of us in this room has one. It's me. It is not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a lot. Tanner showed me all his basketball cards on Friday when we were recording the other part of this podcast. So. Metaphorically or physically? No, physically. Okay. He pulled them oh, out. I've, I've got They're in a Tupperware. Yeah. Oh, my land. <laughs> well, I'm an adult. <laughs> I'm an adult who keeps basketball cards I now have some in disposable Tupperware. income. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd that Target gift card go? Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> but I found these basketball <laughs> cards. Under the couch. Yeah, crazy. Oh, man. Well, Ashley, thanks for being on this with us. Thanks. Thanks for talking about theater. And uh, we're going to throw it now to a word from our sponsor. 
Does Tanner have a dog yet? Nope. Tanner, what's your number one dog breed? Oh. If, if you were to say, I want a dog. Sarah, Sarah walks in the door tonight and says, Tanner, we need a dog. And also, I won a $10,000 Teacher of the Month award. So what kind of dog do we want to buy? I really like coon hounds. And they, they need a big yard. Yeah. You know, they, they need some space, but they have a lot of energy. Uh, I think it's like an American English coon hound. Mm-hmm. Those ones. But I also, I mean, I really like, uh, like golden doodles. Yeah. Right. So hypoallergenic. Yeah. Like hypoallergenic mm-hmm. dogs. Cause I, I think I'm allergic. I'm pretty sure I'm allergic, mm-hmm. but I can hang out with Gus all day and feel fine. Oh yeah. yeah. But I can hang out with other dogs and I'm like, I'm, I'm just dying. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Cause there's a dog. But so they're cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, one day I'll get a dog. Yeah. Though. You know, it's coming one of these days. Yep. But not today. Nope. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting cause, uh, I don't know about for you in marriage, but for me, it's when Chelsea and I were making those kinds of decisions because that's a, a, dog's a, big, a big decision, decision right? Yeah. One of at us least that's what they tell me. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of us would be strong when the other one was weak, and like vice versa. Yeah. So I know we we joke about it a lot on here that you know does Tanner have a dog yet? But that's not Sarah's fault. It's no, 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 it's, no, no. You know, I'm sure they go back and forth. Yeah, and we, I mean, we've talked about it before, and and I know it's not the right time. But I want a dog oh, so yeah, bad. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Because it's like we live in a one-bedroom apartment. It's yeah. so small. This there's like hardly enough room in here for us. Yeah. And can you imagine adding a dog to this mix? How many how, how many square feet is this? Like seven. Yep. Yeah. It's, Sounds about right. It's yeah. Tanner and I are literally laying on top of each other. Yeah, but we live in North Austin, so it's like thirty thousand dollars a month. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and, but it's it's so good. Like in that, and it was fun having our wives on the podcast so last week, kind of for that reason. And yeah. They're so smart. They really are. I don't tell them that. No. But. But they should have their own podcast. Yeah, they should. Chelsea um, and Sarah do a podcast. Chelsea and Sarah do a podcast. But so we were, uh, uh, Chelsea was asking me last week, she's like, when the podcast dropped on Tuesday, she's like, so have you gotten any feedback? And I was like, yes, I have. It's been really good. And she said, well, who from? I was like, Tanner. He texted me and said, Ted, we're really funny. <laughs> yeah, very true. So uh, now I want to go back. Uh, you've seen the old Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I want to go back and find, I think it's Ninja Turtles 2. Uh, Splinter ends the movie by saying, I made another funny. <laughs> <laughs> I made another funny. And just have that uh, have that in there for when we... Um, <laughs> when we make a funny? When we make a funny. I made a funny today. Wolf. Yikes. <laughs> How was your day? I made a funny. Mm-hmm. Well, it's because we're pretty funny. Ah, at so least we try really hard. Yeah. At least. Yeah. So, Tanner, what are you consuming? <laughs> what am I consuming? Uh, this week, uh, I've been listening to the new Dashboard Confessional Screaming album. Screaming Infidelities. Sorry, go ahead. Anything else? No. You don't want to go to the next part? No, go ahead. So, uh, I just don't <laughs> care. I, your hair is everywhere. Sorry, now I'm done. So this week, Screaming I, infidelities. <laughs> this week I've been consuming the new Dashboard Confessional album called Crooked Shadows. It is good. The f- my, my, my friend Adam was like, hey, you got to check this out. Because we used to listen to it growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, little emo kids running around Florida. And it's it's good. Everybody's talking about my tight pants. I got my, my tight, tight pants. Uh, but their songs are so emotional. And these, like, but this album, you know, it's been, it's been a couple of years since he's made it. He's older now. And so I could feel like I can resonate more with these lyrics. Yeah. Where, like, he came out of this, like, super emotional childhood oh, growing it was, up. It was the angsty yeah. guy's anthem. It's what you put on when you got broken up with, when you were about to break up with somebody, mm-hmm. or when you were in love. Like, there was always yeah. a time. It was. Mm-hmm. 
great. So but, basically, but great every day of the week. Yep. yep. Uh, but it was it's it was great music then, and so this album like there's maturity, a lot of maturity in mm-hmm. it. Uh, and I don't know, it is is really good. I listened yeah. to it a couple of times because I, I mean we've talked about this before. Yeah. I'm an album guy, so it's not right. just so like, you like one song. You like the start to finish. See, and I've yeah, I've never really been. If I'm listening to an album, it's because it's like in my CD player, my truck, which mm-hmm. I realized the other day I've had the same CD in my truck for six years. And not just like I'm talking like not like, oh, it's this this CD sitting in my console. Yeah. I mean, physically in the CD player. It's been the same one for six years. Some 41 all killer, no filler. <laughs> no. Oh, man. The show ponies. OK. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but I mean, part of that is, too, I have an aux cable. Yeah. So I only listen to the CD when I feel it, but I feel it a lot. But so, but you like start to top. You want to hear yeah. it, how it was designed. See, yeah. it's funny because since I, I like listening to like songs, like I'm gonna listen to this or that. Um, I didn't realize like that an album was meant to be listened to straight through. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like story in it, and you can find find some really cool things, and mm-hmm. uh, and, and like and like the I, I look at it like this, like the artist put these songs in this order for a reason. Yeah, and so like there's something for me in this. Yeah, um, and one of my favorite things on albums is when one song ends and it blends right into the next song without you really knowing it. Yeah, I I just enjoy it. I get so much satisfaction out of that. So that's what I've been consuming this week. Uh, Ted, what about mm-hmm. you? Um, for me, I uh so. There's a channel on YouTube um, by a girl who's not much younger than us. In fact, she might be she might be about your age, Tanner. You're a couple years younger than me, but um, her name is April Wilkerson, and um, I've I've watched her channel for a while. And basically, what she decided at some point was, uh, I don't want to pay people to do things. I want to learn how to do them. Ooh. And so she like she's a, a maker, a builder, you know, so she's like, oh, here's how I built this workbench or these shelves or, you know, all those kinds of things. And so that's, that's always fascinated me. But lately, um, uh, her and her husband moved to a new house. Uh, it looks like, I mean, it's gorgeous property. It looks to be somewhere in the Hill Country. They're Texas-based folks. And um, uh, part of the move was uh, um, she got to, like, her shop at their old house was an old, like big shed, like yeah. a, a good size, you know, a full. Right. It's like, not a little garage. Yeah, it could like you could have made it like a guest house. Oh yeah. Kind of, it's big enough. You know, it's probably the size of your apartment. Like honestly, yeah, it was probably that size. But so um, when they moved out here, there was no shed or anything like that. And so her her plan was, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna build it and design it how I want. And uh, like she had someone come in and lay the slab. But everything else, she's had a friend helping her. But so they've framed it and they've roofed it and they're putting in windows now. And so it's this process of watching. And that's something for me I want to get into is like, mm-hmm. you know, we talk a lot about consuming, but I also want to like produce and not just yeah. like, like you said, you know, um, with the podcast, this is one of those things we want to produce. And so for me, I, I've, um, I, I've gotten a bunch of tools lately. And um, I don't want to be one of those guys that just has a bunch of tools, right? Right. Like, I want to use them. And so it's really encouraging to watch. And I've linked off a lot of people like her because, you know, YouTube will suggest different things. So there are a couple different people I watch now. But, um, you know, and so I'm consuming Mm -hmm. April Wilkerson's channel, but it's helping me to produce. I'm this week, um, embarrassingly, 
had a project that Chelsea and I started this summer. And by Chelsea and I, I mean she had the great idea for it. And I helped her start it and made promises about things that I was going to get done. That One of those where it was like, oh, yeah, 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 I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we Maybe anything for you. We haven't had a mirror in our personal bathroom since this summer. Cause so we weren't – we're not doing a big remodel. We're just changing some things. And part of that was taking – we have a big vanity but only one sink. So Chelsea wanted to cut down the mirror and mount some shelves for things. And it's going to look really good. But uh, it took me a long time to get to the point of like, so on Valentine's Day, I was like, Chelsea and I aren't big Valentine's Day people, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, I'll do this project, I'll mount this mirror, and it's really a lot of fun, like you cut and score the mirror, and you kind of do this whole thing, but like the end piece is you put it on a straight edge and line up your cut, and then you just slap it, and it just <laughs> like goes yeah. down your score, and so... um we have a mirror again, like I was sharing earlier. Yeah. You know, who's this fat guy who keeps waking <laughs> up here? Um, but s- so I- I'm consuming this YouTube stuff, but it's pushing me out. I, I built a, a frame for the mirror that we're yeah. going to put up this week. And so it's really exciting. I enjoy um, watching these things that give me ideas and get me yeah. excited about what's next. It's like, why am I watching this? Well, I'm going to do something about it. Right. I'm not just like looking at it to, right. oh, I wish I could do that. It's right. like, no, I'm, I'm watching this because I want to do that and I'm going right. to learn how to do it. That's, That's awesome. not like Battlestar Galactica, which I'm just going to watch through again. And Wait, I just sounded like Battlestar Galactica? No, I'm saying versus like watching this YouTube channel, I do something versus Battlestar Galactica, oh, yeah. which I'm yeah. just going to straight gonna consume go again. Universe. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, so now we're down. Uh, our question of the week, which... I was really excited about. We were so excited. And has been our worst response. Yeah, and we're not, that's not y'all's fault. We're going to take the blame for this one. Well, and well, and here's the thing, too. I think um, we're settling into a rhythm, right? Mm-hmm. So we recorded last Sunday, right? Yeah. And so we had the podcast up on Tuesday, and I, I just think we got to be better about communicating out. The question, but also, we're kind of right now just really figuring out what's the rhythm like. So I think we just kind of messed our rhythm last week. Mm-hmm. So, but we did get my favorite response: our friends, um, the Middletons, Sarah and Phil. Um, so the question was, what is what is that Olympic moment like? That thing you remember, that exciting moment. And I loved Sarah's because she just posted a GIF, but it's uh, Michaela Marooney, and I think it was the last Olympics. So that would have yeah. been. Where was that? It was summer. Yep. It was uh, Rio. Rio. Yeah, Dejano. Rio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was either that one or, or London. Yeah. Which was the summer before it. Um, but so Michaela Marooney, she something happened in the um, in the midst of her program. She's a gymnast, mm-hmm. and she got silver because she blew a landing, I think, on a vault. Mm-hmm. And it's this like you know angsty teen up there, like. And you can tell, you know, this competitor who probably thinks she's better than the person getting the gold. And she is just throwing this side-eye shade. Like, yeah. just go search Michaela Marooney side-eye. Hilarious. And you're going to get this look where she is just yeah. – I mean, it is – We're making the face at each other right now. Yeah. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but – Just yeah. imagine some deep shade. Yeah, um, it's hilarious. And then Sarah also shared her husband, Phil. Um, his favorite is there's a moment Usain Bolt – wins like he does and he's a full stride ahead of everyone and so he takes the chance to look and the camera catches him right as the moment that he realizes he's going to win so he's like stepping over the finish line 
with this giant grin staring back at all the other guys. Can you imagine being that good at something? No. That's incredible. I mean, this podcast, but besides <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah. Right? I made a funny. Mic drop. <laughs> Um, what's your what's your what's your Olympic moment? So favorite uh, Olympic moment. I couldn't I couldn't bring back which Olympics it was, but I knew it was a summer when I was in college. So that was probably two thousand eight Beijing, um, and the American relay team, swimming team, men's relay. I think it was the inter. I am, so the medley relay. Um, I think that they were just behind when they got into the freestyle phase, mm. and Michael Phelps just comes back and just swims the leg of his life to win gold. And I love that's, – that's one thing I kind of miss. I love both Olympics, yeah. but the thing I miss during the Winter Olympics is that immediacy, like, of races – you know, this one is a lot of, like, it can be only one person at a time, you mm-hmm. know. Um, speaking of which, Sean White's run. Oh, my gosh. That became one of my favorites. I mean, I was – I was, w- so I watched the entire half-pipe competition. Yeah. This is, like, I will block out time to watch snowboarding. Yeah. And well, We um, were texting during this. We were. Yeah. And uh, and so Chelsea was, was working on something in the kitchen, and I'm, like, doing breathing exercises. Because Sean White is going last, and the kid in front of him had done this phenomenal run. And I'm like, Sean White's 31. Like, I'm 31. Yeah. And he He's just toast. throws down this phenomenal um, half-pipe run and wins the gold. I have never been more excited. I, it was <laughs> it was awesome. I, I was talking uh, – Sarah and I were talking about it. We were watching it together, and we were talking about it again last night. And – she was like, that was such a great moment for me. Yeah. And I was like, for you? And she yeah. goes, yeah, for me, I'm an American. Like, yeah. I was like, right. yeah, that's a great, like, yeah, he did there, it, but it's like a part of my life there too. There are two times I go super patriotic, and that's the Olympics and the World Cup, which so much for the World Cup this yeah. time around. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take a break. I'm yeah. cheering for Iceland. Yeah. So. Yeah, let's go. Uh, my favorite Olympic. You, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my favorite Olympic moment happened in uh, 2000 at the Sydney Olympics. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this before. I'm a big basketball fan. Wait, Tanner, do you like basketball? So it's one of my favorite sports. Okay. Uh, yeah, and there is so. Fan of the Atlanta Hawks, right? right stop it. <laughs> Don't be that guy, Ted. <laughs> but this is uh, it's when Vince Carter jumped over this seven foot two Frenchman and dunked it right on That's him. insane. It was, the it's the best dunk. He just like outstretches his arm like it's Space Jam and he's Michael Jordan. Yeah, Tanner Tanner posted a gif of it yeah. and it's I mean it's phenomenal. Getting choked up right now just thinking about it. It was mm-hmm. it was awesome. And those but were I mean those were still some of the I mean not the dream team. No, it wasn't the dream but team. But it's it's yeah. always phenomenal to watch the American basketball team roll in because it's like you've got all these like European teams who love the sport and everything yeah. and then it's like Coach K and the NBA All-Stars. Yeah. Hey, guys. You know, yeah. like, and it's, I mean, just watching them play, it's almost, it's if awesome. you haven't watched it, like, it's embarrassing how much better they are. Yeah, but I think in the next couple of Olympics, we're going to see some some pretty good competition because the NBA is becoming more than just people 
born in America. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Europeans. So it's 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 making the league better and it's making the, the sport of basketball better too. But man, I remember I remember watching that. This was so the year two thousand. I was in mm-hmm. I think fifth grade, right? Yeah. And I can remember on so on my desk mm-hmm. in in fifth grade had had my name and I had written the names of every single player on Team USA around mine. And had written like USA Basketball on my on my name tag on my nice. desk, and I was just like every day I would like check check stats and check to see like if we won. Oh man, so I'm excited. I you know I, I appreciate the Winter Olympics. I definitely get more excited You're for the Summer, summer guy. Olympics guy, which is okay. I, I don't like snow, so yeah. like yeah yeah, yeah I, hear, I yeah. hear that yeah. Now Tanner, this week, what we want to do for our question, mm-hmm. uh, every week we say what are we consuming. Yeah. So this week we want to ask, and this will probably be a recurring question, you know, Hopefully, yeah. maybe once a month, once every other month to say, what are you guys consuming? Mm-hmm. Um, music, movies, Netflix, food. Let us know. We want to know. I mean, we want to know, yeah. Even if it's something we Have already didn't mention. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. like something we've talked about. Let us know. We're, we're interested to hear what yeah. you're consuming. Yeah. So um, one fact check. Ooh, fact check. From the previous fact check. From the previous Is episode. Is that our fact check jingle? Yeah. Fact check. Fact check. Um, Phil Klopke, the brother of our favorite Klopke, Jillian, um, he made sure to let me know that while Jill did in fact meet Colin Kaepernick, the process of pass him a note saying, hey, you beat my uh, bears. Do you think you could sign this for me? That was his idea. Mm. So, so let's take a minute, slow clap and long stare for Phil. But we're not going to take it full. Nope. Just nope. a couple slow claps. Anyways. So, Tanner, if people want to get in touch with you on social media. Yeah, you can go ahead and follow at Tanner J. Olson or at Written to Speak. I was talking about uh, doing 40 poems of Lent. Yeah, Have the that poems going are on. Good. So, check if you want to check that out, uh, you can do that. And you can find me on the internet. Tim, yeah. What about you? Uh, you can find me at Theo underscore D. Um, that's uh, Twitter and Instagram. And um, if you want to learn more about... Uh, my church, um, that's at Narrative Church. That's that's where we go. Um, if you want to get in touch with the podcast on Twitter, More, yeah. Most importantly, yep, yep. The pod, yeah. Is uh, at Ted and Tanner Pod. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and if you want to Gmail, uh, that's Ted and Tanner Pod at Gmail dot com and five star reviews. We've gotten star, a couple we've of gotten them two, in this week, right? Yeah, and so we're gonna start reading them on here when mm-hmm. we start getting some in, and we'll send you guys. Uh, Ted and Tanner podcast stickers. Mm-hmm. Of course we have stickers. So anyways. I'm Ted. I'm Tanner. And we did this podcast. We did a podcast. Have a good week. Later. Ooh.